And now, streaming out of Northeast Ohio, representing Marks, Drunks, and a little bit of kayfabe, AIW Fan Club. It's wrestling and podcasting, previewing and reviewing all motherfucking day. People of the world, I give to you wrestling fucking cheers. Any way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. And they're always mad you came. You wanna go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the broski of the week. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a preview for this Saturday's show from AIW, One Step Ahead. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlessness Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a preview for... This Saturday show from AIW, one step ahead. I've already introduced myself, and this week we got Brock. Hey, that's me. Brock from Smoking Jay's Barbecue. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I make barbecue. How's uh, how's all that going? Uh, very stressful, man. Um, we just got a little bit of stuff that we're kind of waiting on, and uh, we're hoping to be able to open up soon, but. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's been a long process. A lot of things have kind of come up that we didn't really expect, and a lot of things that have held us back. But um, everything seems to be progressing forward for us, so uh, the future is looking good. That is awesome to hear. And we also have uh, first time in I feel like a while. We got Rick. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to talk to you and Brock. Uh, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the uh, best barbecue in town, in my opinion. I, I appreciate that, and uh, you are, you know, a legit, a legitimate customer, also because oh, I yeah. catered, a, catered a party for you. Yes, Brock catered my wife's. Um, I, let's I, let's not even whatever number it was birthday, which God what was that was that two years ago at this point. Uh, yeah, year, year before it was in, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, twenty nineteen. I always say last year, and I mean twenty nineteen because twenty twenty never happened. Yeah, we all do that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I always say twenty twenty was a very long decade. Yeah, that's absolutely probably the best way to way to describe it. And at the same time, too, it just feels like a whole different type of year in its own. Just all the different things that happen that we're not really used to. Like, there's one thing of having you know all these other years and they kind of blend together because you know formulaic just a lot of things would be the same but here's this year that's completely different and just felt weird for majority of it all right we got 
this show to talk about AIW coming back to Akron, which I am always really happy about at the Tadmore Shrine. Uh, last Tadmore Shrine show, maybe not entirely, but at least for now, according to the AIW podcast. So going to have to really, really enjoy this one. And we got at least three guaranteed meet and greets, one bigger, eh, well, probably two kind of bigger than the other, but still Matt Cardona, Effie, and Thunder Rosa. Now, Brock, you don't know if you will be attending the show, but you think if you do, it'd probably be after intermission, right? Yeah, probably. If uh, there, There's a possibility that I'll be there for the whole show. Um, but I feel like there's probably a stronger possibility that if I am there, it's not going to be until after intermission. So I guess this one will kind of go more towards Rick. Would there be any meet and greets that you are going to potentially do? Oh, I'm, I'm a meet and greet, uh, fan. I would, I probably get another picture with Cardona. I got pictures with, uh, Cardona and Myers. Um, sorry, no smart Mark, but the two of them, Thunder Rosa, definitely. Uh, it's rare that we get like big name TV female talent in. So that's, that's really fun when we get that. Um, I'm not a big Effie guy. I just don't know anything. I don't know too much about him. So let's claim ignorance on that one. Um, but I definitely say hi. And, uh, you know, he's taking pictures. I'm going to get a picture. I'm, I'm starting to be that, uh, taking pictures with, with guys guy. So that's, that's my new thing for, for 2020, whatever year it is. (laughs) Uh, for me, I'm going to get another one with Cardona. I'm not, I'm definitely not actually getting an autograph because I have enough shit signed by him to where I don't think there's anything like else special that I could get signed by him that I haven't. And even like when he, they came last time, the two things I got signed were literally two things that he fucked up last time that I met him. And he actually did cut me like a little bit of a deal because of it. But so I just want to do pictures for those who listen to the major wrestling figure podcast. Uh, or even you remember my last picture with him where I was flicking him off. This is going to be a homage to uh, both of those because recently on the major wrestling figure podcast, maybe within the past uh, month, Matt has kind of mentioned that he doesn't like Chris Farley. And if you know anything about me, like Chris Farley was my comedic hero. Like even to the point when I was in high school doing drama club, if a stranger walked up to me after a show, after a performance and were like, you reminded me of Chris Farley. That was like legitimately the best compliment I could get, especially for someone who didn't know my love and appreciation for him. So hearing this and knowing that Tommy boy is legitimately a top five favorite movie for me, I'm going to get a picture with him wearing a Chris Farley shirt and going back to my last picture with him where I flicked him off. I'm going to flick him off again because that's how much Chris Farley means to me. And then I might do a regular one with like a wrestling chair shirt because I've had all these ones with like flicking them off and everything. I'm like, let's just do a regular one and especially promoting the podcast. So I want to, I want to get that one. I don't necessarily want or need a picture with Effie unless he has his newly won internet championship with him. I might get a picture and then Thunder Rosa. I'll be up in the air with, cause I kind of go uh, agree with you, Rick of like, we don't get this type of performer. I mean, granted AEW is newer and like, we would never see this with WWE, but I think like this announcement was like huge and I mean, that's one of the top female wrestlers in AEW right now getting yeah, her as here as, is as far as independent talent is concerned. I guess if you still consider AEW semi independent, I mean, I can't think of any, any names right now on the independent, you know, we've, uh, you know, Allie's gotten pretty big, but we've, you know, 
we were there at the beginning with with Allie Catch and you know Dr. Baker and and so forth. But man, after that, just thinking of females, and I'm not talking about released from WWE WWE females um, that we could possibly get in town. I can't think of anybody that's probably a bigger name than Thunder Rosa. No. I even think a lot of the bigger names that we've had come in have had, they either started off really early with us, like, you know, Britt Baker, like Mia Yim, uh, maybe closest. And I know it's not necessarily the same thing, Shayna Baszler, because of like her background, like she was a, she was a bigger name, but yeah, like this, this was huge. And like Thunder Rose has been around for, you know, a while. And I've always kind of wanted to see her in, uh, AIW because I know like she had that one tag team with, uh, uh, I can't even remember her name, but I, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Holly dead. And like, we, we've seen, we've seen her in Cleveland in general a lot, but we never yeah. seen, we never seen Thunder Rosa and, and until long well, it's not going to be Cleveland, but still AIW. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland. It's, you know, it, Akron, it might as well be, might as well just consider it Cleveland. Yeah. That, that could be fighting words to somebody. Like for me, I don't care for me. I'm like, we're all yeah. Northeast Ohio. I don't care. Like I grew up in a small town. And I wasn't necessarily Akron and I definitely wasn't Cleveland. But if I'm going to be talking to somebody from Arizona, I'm probably going to say Cleveland because that's like like the biggest city everybody remembers. And it's even going back. Yeah, before, that, is, that is true. That's even going back before LeBron was a thing, because now people might connect LeBron with Akron. But still, it's I'd rather go. I'd rather say that I'm, I'm from Cleveland, but that I know there's the Cleveland Akron rivalry. It's stupid. I, if I compare it to anything, but I, cause I think it's a little bit of a thing. People from Chicago, like if you're actually from Chicago and then if you're actually, f- if you're from anywhere outside of that area, like the actual, like Chicago area. Yeah. Like, North and South. I mean, it's, you know, you know, you know, the, the uh, North side considered the blue collar and then the South side considered the uh, yuppie to take an eighties word. Yeah. So yeah, I get, I get the comparison. It's a it's the same drive for me to get to the Odeon as it is to get pretty much down to Akron. So yeah, hey, might as well be the same place for me. And Brock, you know, he's he's gonna hoof it regardless. Well, it, it it'll still be closer for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tanwar is only like fifteen minutes from my house, so that's kind of oh, nice. Really? Yeah, fancy pants. Yeah, that's you know, I'm not like on the I'm not on the train with everybody else where like Tad. Tadmore is your favorite venue, you know, Charlie Butters. And, you know, I know Pam loves those brownie Sundays. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like the, the Tadmore shows for me, uh, I don't feel like I'm allowed to cuss whenever I'm there. So, you know, <laughs> I like to, I like to scream fuck. And anytime I scream fuck at Tadmore, I feel really weird about it. Yeah. I, I wore my shirt that said uh, at the bottom, it said jobber 316. And I don't remember what it was. And then I went to get a beer, and one of the guys behind the beer looked at me. He says, uh, and he read my shirt out loud. And he says, Job or 316. He says, What the hell does that mean? Some I, I forget the exact, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't polite what he said about uh, but he he let me know that apparently I was I was a blasphemous gentleman for, for wearing my my shirt. I said, Thank you for the beer, and I walked away. <laughs> Tad Tadmore just has a weird vibe for me. Yeah, a little bit. I kind of would have been like, uh, thank you for your beer and your lack of sense of humor. Yeah, it is what it is. Like for me, the Tadmore Shrine isn't necessarily my favorite. The only thing that I love about the Tadmore Shrine compared to like the Odeon is it's definitely more spacious. And oh, love the wide open space. Yep. Yes. Maybe it's because of, I'm, you know, I'm a bigger guy or whatnot, but 
I like being able to go to a show and not feel like the merch table uh, area is just a traffic jam. And I, I kind of get this maybe from uh, when I first started coming to AIW we're actually almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years this hell on earth. But like that going to like the gimmick tables at that show was very like, it was like congested, like AIW was kind of like too big for that church gym. And then after that, we moved to Turner's hall, which was fine at first, but then it became the same thing. And it's same thing going on to uh, Mount Carmel where everything was fine at first. But then, you know, if you want to get to the other side of the merch area, which wrapped around like two walls, like it was going to take you a while because we were just packed in there. And I think the Odeon having that back corner very much gets like that, especially uh, depending on like the people we have at those shows. And I've enjoyed shows a lot more when I know I'm going to the merch tables and like, there's plenty of room. Like I always say like for that volleyball cavern was my favorite because there was plenty of room, plenty of fucking room. Even the, as Stacy would just say, the uh, cat piss church, uh, I felt like there was a lot of room for merch uh, area. And the, the church, if it did not smell of urine, would have been fantastic. I really liked the setup of that. The you know the the ceiling was high enough, but the smell of cat urine. Oh. I mean, the thing with that, it was only there the second time. Like the first time, it was great, but that second time ruined it. Just that's the, the main thing we all think of, and you have to kind of remember, okay. This show that I'm thinking of that was there, was there cat urine smell there that day or not? Yeah, absolutely the worst. But for merch area, so, uh, so good. Like, oh, even the, uh, the one, what was it? Was it Strongsville, the last hell on earth? What was it? It was at the big, um, Brook Park. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Next door to, next door to the sheets. Volleyball cavern was next door to sheets. The, uh, that's the one. Yep. Yep. But the, uh, the Brook Park Rec Center. Yep. That, ah, oh, number one, spacious as hell. And that picture that I think Thorne took of like that kind of like aerial view. That's the one, yeah. Of the one where they had the whole like the catwalk all the way around the, the top of the, uh, the glass enclosed uh, monsoon stand. Yeah. Like that might be hands down one of my favorite places. So I, I kind of see where people are coming with tad more shrine and i do love that it's so close being able to you know have like a really short drive to aiw even there was one time at one of those shows i forgot my wallet at home and my fiance doesn't like to drive on the highways at least didn't at that time now she's gotten better with it but if i would have went to a cleveland show and i said oh shit i forgot my wallet can you bring my wallet to me she'd have been like fuck no but it being akron and being a lot closer i was able to convince her to come so I'll always love that. But the funny thing too, with this week, I might have to work Saturday. So yeah, AIW is going to be really close to home. I'm still going to be driving from fucking Cleveland. <laughs> we drive from fucking Strongsville. All right. That's a kind of enough talk about, uh, other venues and, uh, the Tadmore shrine and everything and the meet and greets. Let's, let's get into some of these matches and we'll start off with this one. Coming back for a, a singles competition. Uh, we just seen him last week, but we got uh, Arthur McArthur, and he's got, oh, he's got a heavy one here. Uh, Kaplan, do do we want Arthur McArthur to get hurt? I would never wish uh, injury or anything like that on anyone. Uh, <laughs> um, so no, no, I don't want to see Arthur McArthur get hurt, but 
I'm excited about this match. I mean, anytime you have a match with Kaplan, I'm going to get excited. Team Cap over here, baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see it with, uh, with Arthur, but with, you know, some of the things that's happened to him recently in matches, and you, you're now having him come back going against Kaplan. I'm like, oh shit! Like you're just, you're just throwing him to the fucking wolves. But this, this will be, I think, a fun one. Uh, Arthur MacArthur since you know forming bulking season has become a lot better. And I think like too, with him being someone who traveled a lot during uh, the pandemic, any booking he could get, or even before that, like he was going out and getting the booking and I've, you know, I've seen him travel far. So I'm, I'm really curious how this goes, but Kaplan, you know, he gives no fucks and this could be a fucking brutal one. What are your thoughts on it, Rick? Well, Kaplan has, uh, Kaplan spent some time during the pandemic trimmed down Added a little more muscle. He's probably looking the best, the most uh, athletic that we've ever seen him. Arthur MacArthur is the strongest man in all the land. So I guess by that reasoning, Arthur would have the strength advantage because you know Kaplan's in the land and Arthur's the strongest man in all the land. So this could be, man, I, I hesitate to say, but we could get another crazy Rhino Kaplan type matchup depending on you know what Arthur wants to do coming back and we'll have to see Arthur's coming back from a concussion if he's tentative about it. You know, if he's uh, if it's on his mind, if he's concerned about it, I know, you know, probably all of us have had our bell rung at some point, whether you're you know playing football a, as a child or high school or, you know, or just getting the crap kicked, kicked out of you, you know, in the locker room. Not that that's ever happened to me, but we'll just have to see, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that we don't see any, any crazy, you know, chairs or broken doors or anything like that. We we definitely wouldn't want to see that. And Brock and I definitely would not want to see another Gatorade bottle headed towards Brock's head. Definitely not. We are team cap over here. Team cap, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That 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 show was like a couple of years ago. You know, team cap versus you know team AIW. You know, create a pro and everything. <laughs> no, that was just a couple of weeks ago. I, I promise. We're Team Kaplan over here, baby. No, I'm talking I'm about Team Rhino the whole way. I'm talking about Team Creative Pro. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that match. God, look, look where all those people went from Team Cap. Jesus, and I, I, I do miss them all. But anyway, uh, all right, who do you, uh, are you, do you both, are you both taking Kaplan on this one? I'm always for the barbecue sauce, God. Yeah, this is the summer of Kaplan. I, I know it's the fall now, but the summer of Kaplan continues. Hmm. I, I think it's going to be a good match, uh, no matter what. And you know, Arthur, Arthur's good. Um, as long, I think if you know he can figure out uh, which eye Kaplan has trouble seeing out of, and can kind of stay over on that side, he might stand a, bit, a little bit of a better chance. But yeah, I'm I'm Team Kaplan over here. Yeah, team Kaplan. I'm going to go Arthur MacArthur, partially to mix it up, and then I mean, I mean, I could pick either of them, but Arthur coming back, I, I think this. This needs to be a big step up moment. This actually make would make him look like an even bigger badass to be able to beat Kaplan. Let's move on to the next match. Wes Barkley versus Chuck Stone versus Eric Taylor versus Pretty Boy Smooth. So you got one half of the AAW tag team champions, Wes Barkley. Of course, pretty much all these are guys are part of tag teams, but one half of the champs going up against one half of other teams. 
This could be a real interesting spot of see who might get a shot at the tag titles. I'm kind of interested by this match uh, just because of, you know, that, that point that you just made um, everybody else, you know, everybody in this match is a half of a tag team. Um, Eric has been doing some insane things uh, since Mikey's injury. Uh, he's looked really good in all of his, all of his singles matches that he's had. So, I mean, as far as like the future for Eric as a singles, you know, I'm not ready to see Bitcoin boys break up, but I really do enjoy watching Eric as a solo. Uh, Chuck has kind of been the same way where, you know, even in the, you know, the tag matches, he's kind of been the one to stand out a little bit more, I guess, for bulking season. And uh, I don't know, to kind of see him and, you know, by himself, uh, that definitely interests me a lot. Wes and PB, we've seen them in in a lot of singles matches. Uh, So I feel like my focus with this is a little bit more on uh, how Chuck and Eric are doing this as a solo in this match. But um, yeah, I definitely agree with you that, you know, kind of could help line some, uh, you know, some other teams up for, for title shots in the future. What are your thoughts on it, Rick? Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's this is a scramble match, and it's four really four guys with four different distinct styles. Uh, you know, Eric Taylor's more of a high flyer. Uh, you know, Chuck Stone's obviously the big powerhouse. Wes Barkley, obviously the ring technician, and then PB Smooth is just this imposing figure who can take you down in a number of ways. You know, and former absolute champion. So you know, this guy's you know beat Tracy Williams uh, back in the day. So I guess it's going to be interesting to see whose style, you know, who can adjust to another person's style to, to get everything done. Um, it, I just, you know, I, I feel like I'd, I'd really like to kind of see Chuck and uh, PB just absolutely mix it up. And the uh, Eric Taylor, West Barkley is something I can't remember seeing, uh, you know, those two guys square off. Um, it probably has happened, but you know, my limited memory, I can't remember it. And I think those two guys alone could put on a hell of a match. Um, you know, the other two guys are, are spectacular too. So it's really interesting. And this one could go, you know, a lot of different ways. Um, you know, we'll have to see if it does have tag title implications or, you know, what happens if Arthur gets a win over Kaplan and Chuck Stone wins this thing, are they, you know, looking for singles careers or, or what's happening. There's, you know, a lot of storylines could be happening here. You brought up a point that I was thinking too, of smooth being a former absolute champion. I, where did he win the title to? He won it in Akron. Uh, also yeah, right, did. can't forget to former tag team champion. So one of the most decorated wrestlers here in this match, unfortunately he's not the current tag champion. So that's where you have with Wes. And then you do have like these two up and coming uh, tag wrestlers who have been forced lately to go a little bit more singles. I mean, a little bit more now with Eric more than Chuck with, you know, Arthur MacArthur just coming back. But I think Eric has shined in and out of the ring. Like when he started doing like promos and like definitely doing him his own style, his own way. It's not this, which everybody has their own thing, but I didn't feel like it was forced on him and like he just like has a style that I that he knew he wanted to do and just doing these things like ones in the hot tub uh drinking milk like who does that nobody right now but Eric Taylor 
So it's, it's at least causing people to look. And what we've seen with him in the ring has been awesome. But with with Chuck, he's he's someone that even with bulking season, he has had some of the biggest moments in matches where he about kills somebody. And it's always awesome. Uh, and we, we just, a lot of us, can't really speak for everybody, but just a lot of us like look forward to what the fuck Chuck's going to do next. I think obviously any of them could win this, but there's a few favorites. Uh, Rick, who do you got winning? Wes. Uh, how about you, uh, Brock? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Smoking Jay's sponsored athlete, Eric Taylor of the Bitcoin Boys. <laughs> I was waiting for that part. Yeah, you know, I'm, I might be a little biased. <laughs> that kind of made me think because I saw you like tweeting that during uh, the last show. I was like, should I get like a wrestling chair sponsored athlete? Somebody from AIW? I mean, why not? Applications being accepted. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> ask for a, uh, ask for a, an essay as to, as to why they. I, I have one pick for someone who probably could be. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. They do have a match on the show, but there's been one person that I've talked about a lot and I keep saying a certain thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, for me, uh, you know what? Give me, give me Chuck's down. I'm definitely, I was really split between him and pretty boy smooth, but I got to go with the burger. loving badass. And when it comes down to it, bulking season could definitely be a be wrestling cheer sponsored athletes. All right, let's uh, move on to the next match. Everyone's favorite wrestler, Ethan Wright, Versus Lee Vi Everett. Well, Brock actually is a huge fan of uh, Ethan, right? Because when I say that, most people don't like him, but you do. I, I do. Um, I feel like I you know I, I understand. I, I I understand why people don't. Um, but I don't know. I Ethan is like a very old school style wrestler for me or old school style. And for me, that is kind of appealing. Um, Cause I mean, I just, I feel like so many people on the indie scene today, especially are just like very similar and it's all, you know, it's all flash and it's all wrestling for gifs or gifs or however the fuck you say it. And, you know, I think Ethan is just a, a solid old school style wrestler. But I'm going to be honest and say that I haven't been exactly thrilled with, you know, some of the matches that he's had in AIW. Like, you know, I I expected the match with him and Lee Moriarty to be better than what it was. And, I, you know, he wrestled Chase, didn't he? Yes. Wasn't that a match that happened? Yeah, I, I expected that to be you know better than what it was. Uh, so, I mean, I definitely understand people's, you know, people not really liking Ethan Wright. But, you know, I, I think he's I think he's good. And I did find out at um, the last AIW Odeon show that me and Levi Everett are not related. Was there a thing where you guys could have been related? Oh, my family's Amish. Or like my grandma was Amish. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. My, my family got shunned and Levi was telling me uh, his shunned story also. So, yeah, but we, we, I did find out that we're, we're not related. Hmm. Interesting. I thought I said something was Amish. <laughs> i'll show myself out <laughs> yeah brock was giving me the story of uh of ethan wright because he uh he didn't make the match uh, against mance warner i think was the who he was supposed to wrestle at the last at the last uh show and sunny days yep sunny days yes thank you 
And um, I just don't have an opinion on Ethan Wright, which like I can't say good things about him, but I definitely can't say anything bad about him. Um, he just reminds me, you know, like when Mike Tolar would come in other than the like, oh, yeah, that's the guy with the pockets on his on his tights. And that was the only thing that I had to you know, like the only point of reference on him. So uh, to me, he just kind of he kind of blends into the scenery, into the background. Um, we'll see. You know, he's he's had he's had some pretty good matches. The Lee Moriarty match was was a pretty good match. And you said he wrestled Chase and that, you know, that wasn't that wasn't bad either. Um, Levi Everett uh, has become quite a pretty good fan favorite around AIW. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this because I, you know, Levi's done a couple of different um, styles, if you will, you know, wrestled uh, uh, Kaplan and um, definitely going to be different with Ethan Wright versus Kaplan. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Levi will turn some butter and everybody will go home happy. Yeah, Levi, over the past two years, has easily become one of the most beloved wrestlers in the IW. And the thing for him, it didn't take him long. I remember when he debuted at that Hell on Earth uh, pre-show, a lot of us were really excited because I I always thought AIW would fall in love with him. He just needed the opportunity to get in front of the rest of the fan base. And I believe I was right, but it took a while for him to get the reaction he deserved and like the next big thing for him at AIW, which I know he had a couple other like, like pre-show matches, but when he did the new talent initiative and I know it was pointed out that, you know, you even had, you know, John Thorne come up and, you know, stand at the guardrail and shake his hand. So I just think everybody, everybody loves Levi. So this will be really interesting with there being like, not as many people that like Ethan Wright. And as much as I, I do want to see Ethan Wright versus a man's one day, because I, I do think that needs to happen. This will be another one like, OK, how well, how good of a match can he have with Levi? Because has Levi had a bad match in AIW? Not a bad match that I can think of. He's had a lot of different matches. Yeah. Um, but I can't go back and think of a time where I'm like, oh, you know, that was a real stinker. All right. Who do you guys got winning this one? Start with Brock. Uh, I'm going to go with Levi on this one. Rick. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go Ethan, Wright. Um, as much as, you know, as much as I, I really like Levi, I, I just think that there's something for Ethan, Wright In AIW. And I think he's going to be around for quite a while. Yeah. I think that's one way to look at it. It's one of those things. I think for me, I want Levi to win, but I kind of think Ethan's going to win, but I'd rather pick Levi. Let's move on to the next one. Oh boy, the main event versus PME. This one's gonna be a good one. Number one, I I love the main event. They fucking kill it every single time. And you have PME who, well, when it comes to this show, this will be one week before their rematch for the tag titles. So both these teams got something to prove. Thoughts on the match, Rick? Um, I like all four of these guys a lot. Uh, I said to actually stop Philly Collins a couple shows back, uh, Philly looked a lot, I don't know, leaner is not the word because, because Philly Collins is, is a, is a man, but, uh, just looked like he was just a little quicker on his feet, a little, a little more spry, you know, jumping in and out of the ropes and looking more, you know, more Marino ish than anything else. And I said, you know, what, what the hell happened? You know, you had a year off. He said, we, you know, we had a year, we didn't take a year off. We just kept, we kept working and kept trying to get better and better and better. 
And uh, I think it definitely shows with uh, with both of those guys. And, you know, the main event, these guys have already been on, you know, already been on TV, uh, you know, or the YouTube or, or whatever you kids are doing out it uh, over at AEW. And, um, you know, those guys, both of them, when they come in, they just look like stars. Um, put all four of them in the ring, let them go 12 to 15 minutes, and let's just have a good time. Let's just sit back and enjoy this. You know, this is a match that could definitely be on a if it was on an AEW Dynamite, you know, main event against PME, I would I would tune in to watch it as well. So I I know this wasn't on purpose, but I feel like the main event kind of took the spot of Bear Country. And that's not a knock on either team, but when Bear Country end up going to AEW, if there's anybody that's gonna be able to fill those shoes the same way it's the main event. And I think it's been something that's been talked about on here before that, you know, this time next year, or even by the end of the year, I don't know if we're going to have main event at our shows. I mean, we're going to have a main event, but we're not going to have this main event. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to get, uh, they're going to get signed somewhere, whether it's with, uh, Tony Khan or, or whether it's, uh, you know, developmental with NXT. I, I definitely think that they'll be on television somewhere every week. Well, according to, current news and rumors and everything supposedly wwe is not looking at independent talent right now so it's yeah, gonna we'll be see how that goes yeah yep yeah. things always change I, I i understand that but these two are going to get signed one way or another and i think right now too especially with you know a guy like lee finally you know making it to that next level i said when he came to aiw that this was going to be like a big breakout moment for all the pittsburgh talent because as a whole, Pittsburgh is just kind of in this hole. Like a lot of that talent doesn't really get outside of that area. There's a lot that I really love and I would like to see them do more, but for some reason they don't do as much. Yeah. I feel like the signing of Lee kind of opened the door for a lot of guys. Um, Cause Lee doesn't have like that superstar aura to him. Like when you look at Lee Moriarty versus like, you know, one of these main you know, it's bigger than life. These, you know, like John Cena, the, you know, the, the top of the top. Lee Moriarty just seems like an everyday kind of, you know, kind of an everyman who's just one of the best that there is at what he does, which is, you know, just being an incredible, uh, incredible wrestler and performer. Um, but I think a lot of independent guys looked at Lee and they see a guy that's, that's humble and down to earth and, and incredibly nice and talented. And, you know, that's kind of, like where the bar is people trying to get to that level. Um, you know, whether it's, it's, uh, you know, talent based alone, but you know, that, that positive attitude and everything like that. Um, and I think it's good for guys like the main event who are, you know, hardworking guys and, and obviously incredibly talented. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's a good thing. I, I know Vince started signing up everybody under the sun, you know, just to keep them from other people. But, uh, you know, if this Tony Khan has more money than God and he wants to snap up good people um, that are incredibly talented, you know, I just I think there's a glut of people, even just in this area. You talk about Pittsburgh, you talk about Indiana, um, you talk about, you know, the Ohio people that, that we all know and love. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that we could see on on television in the in the very near future that that we'd be incredibly proud of. Thoughts on uh, all this, Brock? Uh, I mean, if main event's going to get signed anywhere, I'd prefer it to be uh, AEW just because WWE sucks. 
Um, and I feel like they'd probably be better off in a place like AEW than what they would be WWE anyways. Um, as far as this match, um, my love for uh, PME is uh, not, it's no secret. Um, I really enjoy the main event also. I know that, uh, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, prior experience with the main event before they came to AIW. Like I heard of them and just from, you know, talking with Philly and like, you know, the friendship that him and I have, I know that, um, you know, they've worked each other before and they've had really great matches and, you know, PME and main event enjoy working with each other. So uh, I think that whenever you have, you know, guys that have a relationship like that, that, that just kind of helps make everything a lot more interesting. So I think this match is this match, probably a, a potential match of the night, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And I think, I think main event has had, I would say good matches, uh, so far in AIW. And I kind of feel the same way with PME, both obviously I think loved with, within the fan base, obviously PME more just cause how long they've been around and all that kind of stuff. But you know, main event debut to a, a warm reaction. And a lot of us did watch them outside of AIW and watch them get to this point. And then obviously they did make it to AEW television. Nonetheless, it should be a, a fun match. And I mean, it's, it's one that we're going to just be able to sit back and enjoy. Who do you got in this match, Rick? Uh, I'm never going to pick against PME, so uh, I'll go PME. Same. I, I can't pick against, uh, I can't pick against Philly and Marino. I'm going to pick the main event because just I was tr- just trying to be different. <laughs> I mean, partially, but there's also the fact of, I know there's a particular team out there that's going to want to get inside the mind of PME and they could potentially do it. Uh, if you're referring to the Rip City Shooters, I agree with you, but they both have their hands pretty full that night also. Well, it's going to depend on where we see this on the card. I mean, obviously, Bishop's going to be in the main event, hands down. But Wes, Wes could be on before this match. So he might be ha- he might have enough time to go in there and mess some things up. And if there's anybody that's going to do it, it's Wes. I mean, I, I agree. And yeah, I think that while I maybe don't see it happening for this show, uh, you, you know, we can't, we can't forget that Brickster is still a part of rip city also. Oh, that is very, very true too, because he could easily pop his head up. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Nice little rematch here. Derek Dillinger with Ziggy Heim versus Matt justice with Fonzie. We saw this at Sunny Days. Yes, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because all these, some of these shows recently are uh, really blending together, but I, I kind of remember. So many of them. Yeah. I, I kind of remember where I was for Sunny Days and obviously, you know, Derek getting busted open and it ended up getting on Matt and then fucking Ziggy wipes it off Matt, wipes it on herself. Like that was, uh, I don't want to say it was a funny part of the match, but that was like, oh shit, that's fucking Ziggy being crazy. And I love it. But now we're getting it, not at the Odeon, but at the Tadmore Shrine. Um, hopefully the, the people there can handle it. Because I'm guessing Derek's going to get busted open again. It's kind of what Derek does lately. So, uh, you know, 
again, kind of how, you know, with uh, going back to what I said about uh, the vibe at the Tadmore, uh, matches that go a little bit more on the extreme side, um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the crowd that I've been around at the Akron shows don't seem to really take to that uh, as much as what some of the regular AIW fans do. So I think that it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, Derek's definitely getting busted open again. I mean that his cut from uh, from the Biggins show hasn't healed yet, and that was almost what three months ago. And he's still you know breaking it open every show. Plus he got his nose busted open a few shows back. So I mean Derek is definitely going to bleed. Um, this match this match is going to be really good. Uh, also. Um, Derek, you know, we, we kind of, we were talking before we recorded, you know, Derek's quite possibly, uh, out of everybody on the AIW roster, the one that has grown the, the most, uh, since coming back from COVID, um, has had the more memorable moments, uh, from, from all the shows. And so, you know, him and justice again, you know, that first match was fucking awesome and so doing it again at the tadmore i think is going to be really good and then you have that whole dynamic that started the sunny days with bill alfonso and ziggy so i think it's going to be interesting to kind of see where that goes also yeah that's gonna be a really fun part about this match just like it was uh for the last one of ziggy and fonzie uh we've seen you know we have so much history of what Fonzie can do and what we've seen with Ziggy she'll go to that next level she'll do insane shit and it's one of the um my favorite things about her right now and like adding her with Derek and what he's done this year is just so so much fun to watch thoughts on the match Rick my hope is the match leads to Ziggy and Alfonso regardless of what happens between Matt and Derek uh, we know what's going to happen. They're going to beat the hell out of each other. That's that's what those two guys do. That that extra level, that dy- that that dynamic of Ziggy and Bill Alfonso, both of them constantly want to get involved. Um, I, I said to Bill Alfonso, one, I think the uh, at Russell Rager, I asked him. I said, when you're outside the ring, do you even know that you're climbing up the turnbuckles? Like, do you know that you're doing that? Is that like a conscious thing that you're doing? He looks at me. He goes. He goes. No, Daddy. I just. I. You know. I. I just. I just do my thing. And I, I'm. I'm. You know. We call. I think we called him a spider monkey or something because he's always climbing up. He's always doing something. Uh, he's all. You know. He's always ready to strike. And eventually, that Ziggy and Bill. Hopefully, it's going to boil over. I would love to see Bill Alfonso and Ziggy. Uh, you know, Ziggy, the new Beulah McGillicuddy. Um, you know, for anybody that remembers that that crazy classic match that. Uh, Bill Alfonso had back in the day in ECW where, you know, where there were just buckets of blood between the two of them. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to see it to that extreme, but I, I think that would be a career maker for, for Ziggy. Um, you know, if she would get that opportunity, you know, if at the very least that we get a mixed tag match or something, um, you know, quasi mixed tag match with Ziggy and, and Bill and, and the boys for hell on earth, you know, hell on earth has a history of being a bit of a, uh, crazier show, you know, um, probably second only to the the rap show, if you will. Uh, you know, some 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 stuff happens. Some stuff goes down at Hell on Earth. So, 
Uh, what do you think there, uh, Summers? I don't care what I see from him with uh, Hell on Earth. You know, whether it be the one-on-one or whether it be a mixed tag, um, maybe I, I kind of want to see the one-on-one more, just because we've seen we've seen Fonzie get involved in matches, and I figure it would be the same thing if he were in the match. But a one-on-one versus Ziggy, I, I do think that'd be great. How about you, Brock? There's not a whole lot of things that I want in this world, but Ziggy versus Bill Alfonso one-on-one is definitely like top five. I just, I mean, I think the way that that would could help elevate Ziggy, not just in AIW, but just, you know, her career as a whole. I think that'd be really good. I, I, I didn't know too much about Ziggy before AIW admittedly, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've said it before. I really only watch AIW anymore. Uh, so if you're not in AIW, then like there's a chance I've heard of you, but I probably haven't seen you work. And that was, you know, the same thing with Ziggy up until she got here. And, you know, I mean, I saw her in UXWA, I guess, before she actually debuted in AIW. But, um, yeah, I'm, the stuff that she does and her with with Derek is perfect. Um, I would like to see her in an actual like one on one match because I don't feel like I don't think we've had that since she's debuted. Um, but I mean, if that debut of an of a one on one match is going to be Bill Alfonso, that just makes it even better for me. That makes me curious that I do got to look it up. I, I feel like she has had a, oh, wait a minute. She has had one-on-one matches, but I don't think she's had one at a live show because if I'm correct, yeah, I, I, go for broke. I just remember the North Canton show was her and Jocelyn. Oh, I wasn't oh, even, there you go. Fuck, oh, I wasn't wait, even, no, no, never mind. I was wrong. That uh, Jocelyn wrestled uh, Zoe Sky that show. I, I was, think that's her name. Yeah, Zoe Sky. Uh, I know she's had single matches in go for broke. Obviously, because she obviously had at least the one versus Bishop. No, you were you were right. You were thinking because with there being so many shows, it could be confusing. It was the third show that she had a match versus Jocelyn. Oh, you so okay. she, so she so we're at a live event. We haven't seen her one on one at a live event then. Just. Yeah, because other than that, three of her five go for broke matches were um, singles. The two that weren't, she did have a tag match with Frankie, well, with Derek, but going up against Frankie Flynn and Razor Sharp. And then she was a yeah. part of the Go For Broke Bankrupt Battle Royal. The singles matches she's had in AIW for Go For Broke, uh, obviously, I did mention versus Bishop. She beat Brian Carson and she lost to Megan Myers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think she's another one that the whole, you know, not that anybody benefited from, you know, sitting out with the pandemic and everything. But I feel like she was starting to get a little bit of a following here in, in Cleveland, too. Um, we booked her at UXWA, and, and it was just kind of on a whim. I ran into her at uh, WrestleRager, uh, the Sabu WrestleRager, uh, so whichever one that is. And I just said, hey, we got two shows coming up. Are you available? And she said, absolutely. I said, okay, you're on the next two. And then she wrestled Vita Bonstar, uh, who's now in Ring of Honor, and kind of getting a little bit of a following. That was a good match. And then she... Did the three way with um, uh, Vita? Uh, no, not Vita. Uh, Veda Scott and uh, Ariella Nix. Yeah. So you know, I feel like she was starting to get a little bit of recognition, and you know, working with some some talented ladies. Uh, you know, hopefully we we do get some some one on ones, but right now we we just need her and Bill, and we need to see where that goes. No pun intended. It would be an intense match. It'd be fucking insane, and I'd love it. And if that's something that is uh, 
I don't want to say a marquee match for Hell on Earth, but like a big match that we can really sink our teeth into and like have special for for that show. I'm I'm 100 for it. All right, uh, who do you guys got for this one? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Derek. How about you, Rick? You know what? Justice got uh, Justice got the win the last time around, right? I believe so. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say that Derek evens this up at one apiece, and then uh, you know we have to have some kind of rubber match at that point. So uh, definitely, I'm going to go with uh, the director, or excuse me, uh, Derek Dillinger. This one. How you, Brock? This one's a little bit harder to choose, but uh, I, I feel like with uh, kind of the the way everything's been going for Derek, you know, I mean, I know he picked, he got the loss at Sunny Days, but I'm going to get I'm going to agree with you guys and give Derek the win for this one. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got Thunder Rosa versus Jocelyn Navarro. And then I mentioned earlier about a someone that I would want for a Wrestling Cheers sponsored athlete. Probably be Jocelyn. Because I say every show she's going to murder somebody. And this would be a very, very interesting murder on Jocelyn if she were able to take down Thunder Rosa. Thoughts on the match, Rick? Uh, I'm pretty excited. This is a big deal. And I think Jocelyn is under... She's a smart enough lady to understand that this is a really, really big deal. Um, and I like that, you know, that she recognizes that, that Thunder Rosa is a, a basically a huge name um, who's been everywhere. And I think Jocelyn is going to put on her absolute, you know, best and nicest working boots to uh, try to keep pace with, with uh, Thunder Rosa. I feel like Jocelyn's really progressed pretty well since she's gotten over to the AIW school, um, you know, Dominic and everybody there, um, you know, it's, I, she's always had a little bit of a, um, I don't want to say a mean streak because that's not really what I'm, what I'm trying to articulate, but right now she has that just enough of that mean and nastiness where, you know, she'll hit you and take your head off. So I'm kind of, you know, I was never a Jocelyn Navarro fan, um, you know, until she got to AIW, but she's really grown on me since, um, since she's been here. I definitely would second your notion to uh, you know, wrestling cheers sponsored athlete. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, you know, this is this this could be one of those you know quieter matches that uh, could uh, could steal the show. Your thoughts, Brock? Uh, I don't really have too much more to add. Um, I think the thing that excites me about this match is really not even anything a part of the match, but what the future could potentially hold. Uh, for Jocelyn from what comes out of this match. I think anytime, you know, you step in the ring with somebody that's on TV, um, I think that that really is going to help elevate you and it's going to put a lot more eyes on you. So I think that I'm more excited for the future of what happens after this match for Jocelyn than, than I am for the actual match. Uh, I definitely do agree though, that this is a huge thing, you know, for Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa coming in. Uh, she was one that I wanted to see in AIW, um, you know, before she got signed. And whenever, you know, we, we kind of talked about it earlier before we recorded. Um, whenever Thorn brought Holly did, and you know, I kind of thought that that was going to be uh, maybe something to help us get Thunder Rosa in uh, back then as well. And you know, it never happened. And you know, I was happy to see her get signed and get on TV. Um, I'm excited to see her in AIW finally. Um, I think this is going to be a really good match also. Yeah, Jocelyn is someone who's improved a lot by 
coming to AIW. And, you know, she's someone that I've, you know, I watched around this area for, you know, a handful of years. And I think that last year coming in to AIW, so we're talking like right around 2019, like she was really starting to turn a corner. I think coming to AIW really pushed it to the, to the next level and what she's been able to do. And even just like adding her as part of 40 acres is one of those things that made a lot of sense. And I thoroughly enjoy seeing and whether it, it be like she's teaming with, you know, pretty way smooth or whether, you know, she's single competition. She's awesome. And if you have have to me to pick between her and Ziggy, it'd be very tough because I think both of them uh, joining AIW when they did was perfect and they were put with the right people. And I, I want to see them excel. I want to see them against each other a lot. But I know that can't always happen. But both kill it. But let's pick uh let's pick uh who's gonna win this. Start with Rick. Thunder Rosa. Brock. Uh, I'm gonna take Jocelyn on this one. I'm gonna take Jocelyn Navarro, and I do I think sometimes she does listen to this. If you want to be the wrestling cheer sponsored athlete, let me know. I don't know what, what that entails, but I don't know. Uh we we could throw that around. You're definitely one of my favorites. So uh I can tell you what we do for Bitcoin boys later if you if you want me to. Okay. It's a lot of barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, if if not, if not this year, I can we can definitely start 2022. I might have I might have like some finances kind of jumbled up right now. So anyway. Yeah, man, weddings are expensive. Ah, uh, yeah. If you'd like to help me out during this time, um, message me and I will give you my PayPal and you can uh, really donate because I don't really have like a donate button. Uh, let's. Let's move on to the next match. We have Effie making his AIW debut. I think he was supposed to be a part of JLIT 2020, but Effie versus TKD. One thing we've seen with TKD recently this year, he's been way more open about his sexuality. I think him and Effie are going to have a great match, and this is going to be a huge opportunity for him. Like we just... You know, we just had uh, TKD versus the Romantic Touch, Red Titus, whatever you want to call him. I think this is like an even bigger deal than that. Effie's one of the hottest names right now, currently the uh, internet champion. So I'm really curious to see if he's going to defend that title or not. I, th- I think he he definitely should. So uh, thoughts on this match? Start with Brock. Um. So, you know, again, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about Effie. Um, I know who he is. Uh, I'm, I've probably seen you know, one of his matches uh, whenever I went back to, like, watch some of the stuff at Collective. But, I mean, I don't know how much attention I really paid. Uh, but, I mean, I'm on Twitter enough to know who Effie is and to know that this is a big deal for TKD. Um, you know, I, I think that. Uh, Tom coming out and being more open with his uh, with his sexuality, I think, has been uh, really good for him. And I'm happy for him. Um, This kind of is the same deal, you know, with kind of what I said with uh, Jocelyn and Thunder Rosa, where I think that having this match with Effie for Tom is going to do more uh, in the future and to help get more eyes on him. And, you know, hopefully this kind of opens up some more opportunities. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know if uh, MV Young is planning on putting on any more shows, but I mean, it could help, 
you know, get Tom on some of those shows or, you know, if uh, Effie does the um, big gay brunch thing again, you know, it could help Tom kind of get some more eyes on him. So I'm really excited for this match um, just because I like Tom as a person and, you know, for what the future could hold for him. But I mean, I don't know too much about Effie. I haven't seen a lot of his matches so it's hard for me to uh, like really have too much of an opinion on this one. How about you, Rick? Yeah, I, I kind of echo Brock's sentiments. I, I'm not uh, not a huge Effie guy. Um, mostly out of ignorance because I haven't seen a whole lot of Effie, uh, you know, stuff outside of the little bit he's done with, uh, you know, the the collective stuff, and then the, this recent stuff he he's done with uh, Matt Cardona and the Internet Championship. Um, this is another one that, you know, we have to think about our, our guy, you know, TKD. And, uh, you know, as he's, I guess, adjusted to his, his identity, you know, being out and everything, um, becoming more comfortable with himself and who he is in public. Uh, you know, we just saw him and it, I guess what, what amounted to a little bit of a comedy match, um, with, with Titus over in, um, at Rager. So I think this one might be along the same lines. Yeah, Effie can definitely be a comedy guy. He's someone that I haven't seen a whole lot of, but I have, you know, I've, I saw him against uh, Danhausen live. I think I've seen a couple other matches from him live. Potentially, I can't 100% remember, but I know I've seen him, you know, he did do some stuff with Southern Underground Pro. Uh, the match that he had there was great. And I always say, too, like when it comes to interviews, that's one of the best dudes ever. I've heard people just have excellent interviews with him. And, no offense to the people that I've heard the interviews with, because some of them I do know who they are, and I'm friends with them, but it comes down to the talent. Effie is awesome on that front. He's someone that I've been wanting to see in AIW, and it's kind of what I've said before of, like, are there wrestlers that you like outside of AIW? Then sometimes don't wait for them to come here. Go see them, because it's not guaranteed that they're going to make it here. So awesome to see him here. And then also, too, with everything going on with him and Cardona, uh, you know, him just beating him for the title. So is he coming out with the championship? Is he going to defend it? I certainly hope so. Who do you got winning it, Rick? Uh, I'm going to say uh, TKD. I'm going to go with, with Tommy. I'll be Brock. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to agree with, with Rick, and I'm going to take Tom also. Do I pick Tom, or do I be different and pick Effie? I'll agree with everybody. I'll pick Tommy Caldine, TKD. Let's move on to, if I'm correct, the main event of the evening. We just somewhat talked about him. Matt Cardona versus Josh Bishop for the absolute and intense title. As soon as Cardona was announced for this show, this is what I figured was going to happen. We're going to see the uh, rematch of Cardona versus what he called Stiffy McGee. And I think I've said it a few times on the show before of when Cardona and Bishop were face to face. That was one of the first times in my mind. I'm like, Bishop's definitely a star. Like not even like there was definitely moments before. But when you're seeing a dude that basically fresh out of WWE, I know it had been like a year, but still not not wrestling many matches outside of impact. It's like, dude, this looks natural. It doesn't look like, oh, here's, you know, Matt Cardona going up against some local wrestler. That's like a new student. No, like, like fucking Bishop looked like a star. He looked like he belonged, looked like he fit. So seeing this, 
in Akron, in, you know, Bishop's home area. Like, he's not necessarily from Akron, but he's from close enough, if I'm correct. So, I'm I'm absolutely pumped for this. Thoughts on the match? Start with Brock. Uh, thumbs up for Bishop. Um, no, I mean, Josh, Josh is probably out of all the students, um, you know, everybody that's, especially like the ones that are homegrown, like 100% homegrown. I would have to say Josh is probably my favorite one that's come out of the Academy. Uh, seeing the rise that he's been on, you know, gosh, I mean, that started with the Dom feud and that was in 2019. So, I mean, for the last like two years, almost three years, I think we've been on this like huge ride with, uh, with Josh and it's been a lot of fun to watch. And we watched that guy just go from this, you know, kid to you know this grown-ass man and uh i I, yeah seeing josh and um and matt's you know stand across from each other uh, i definitely agree with you there um cardona isn't somebody that's really ever done anything for me uh like even back in his wwe run i mean i know we didn't get to see him but uh because he was too busy back in catering but um even whenever he did wrestle, he didn't really do anything for me. So, you know, I, I know it's a big get and it's, you know, it's cool. It's a good draw, but I'm, you know, I'm more looking forward to seeing uh, JB take that doll dork down exit 187. How about you, Rick? Well, uh, you know, Brock's entitled to have his own ignorant opinions, but uh, Zack Ryder was fantastic in WWE fantastic as an ecw original and uh, now matt cardona has been fantastic on the independent circuit so you know doll dork that's you know that's that's borderline hate speech there there brock um josh bishop is climbing into the ring with a guy who became in, in the intercontinental champion at wrestlemania you you need to put some respect on him brock because you you, you might get hit with another Gatorade. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he, he may have won that Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, but he gave himself the Internet Championship. He didn't. He didn't do anything to win it. So, well, you know, he, nobody came and challenged him for it until until Effie. I would say Effie is Effie is more of a champion than than Matt Cardona. Well, you know, he did win it. I mean, he blindsided Cardona, but you know, it is what it is. But um, that's either here or there. Um, you're absolutely right about Bishop. Remember, we saw—I I, I know Summers. At least you were there. The um, the debut with the uh, broken ring rope of the, all these guys. Um, you know, I, I remember asking Bishop right after the match. I said, um, "So when you, uh, so when you saw that that ring rope break, what happened?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I shit my pants." I said, "Okay, well that's that's pretty fantastic." But we've been able to watch him grow. You know, from the time of you know being a kid with the, you know, the big smile and the and the little blonde curls to the you know the guy that he is now, basically the Sid Vicious style monster who, um, you know, will take your take your hand off with a fist bump. Um, this is going to be a good one. This is you know, this is a you know mainstream you know love him or hate him. Cardona is a mainstream star, and uh, you know Bishop can really elevate his stock by. Uh, by having a great match and, and you know, probably going over Cardona. I may or may not be in my office with, you know, a good amount of figures or dolls 
and I, I may or may not have been last week's broski of the week on Matt Cardona's podcast where he talks about the Z true Long Island story show, but that's that's neither here nor there. When I'm it sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> I was the I'm the broski of the week. It's like an honor. We might have to get Cardona to do a shot of barbecue sauce. He does a shot of barbecue sauce. He might be he could be in in immediately moved to Brock's top five. <laughs> yeah, you know, he had he had the chance to get over with me at Toy Ohio and he never came over to see me. I don't think Cardona likes barbecue. Oh, he he told me that he does. Oh, he does really. He, lo- he, he he said he loves barbecue and then he never came over to see me. I would say he he was he might have been saying that to be nice, but if I know enough about Cardona, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't like it. Same dude who says he doesn't like Chris Farley, so huh. But if I if I'm yeah, correct, yeah, bar- I mean that right there just makes you know that he's not a smart person. <laughs> if I'm correct though, uh Brian Myers has had smoking jays. Yeah, he uh he got it the first time that he uh that he was at Toy Hio. That's what I thought, because I thought I remember seeing him do it and when it comes down to Cardona and Myers, I I do kind of like Myers more. Myers is kind of my dude. Yeah, I like I like Myers also uh, because he came over to get barbecue off of me, and um, I also offered him a hot dog and a handshake whenever he came over. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, that was his old indie payday. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this matchup seeing a nice one-on-one rematch of the two um and i really hope cardona brings a lot of people to aiw that have never experienced it i it's it's interesting to see people who are wrestling fans in this area that don't know about aiw like this is 100 true story i think when it was the back and forth between cardona and Nick Gage. I saw this one dude reply to a tweet. And I, I wasn't following him. I was just like reading some of the replies uh, on Matt's tweet. And turns out the dude was from Akron. And I was kind of like, oh, no shit. I wonder if he follows AIW. Nope. Don't don't follow AIW. I'm like, okay. And I might have made a comment of like, hey, you know, you know, you know, Cardona was but at AIW in Cleveland, blah, 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 blah. I don't remember. But as soon as this match was announced, or soon not the match, but as soon as this show was announced with Matt, I fucking tweeted the dude, the flyer. It's like, you like Matt? You live in Akron? I think he, of all things too, I think he lived in Green. Which for those who don't know, that's pretty much the area of Akron that the Tadmore Shrine is in. And I'm like, this dude's going to be in your backyard. You need to come to the show. And also too, I was like looking on Facebook and I was looking at like where AIW has been promoting the flyer. And you got people like maybe asking questions like, well, how much is autographs going to be? And it's, you can tell it's obviously not majority of them are not like regular AIW fans or people that are familiar with it. And there was two people who openly said like, Oh, are you like, you should announce Danhausen with it too. If you announce Danhausen, I'll come. And I'm like, well, Danhausen was at the last, and I politely responded to him and said like, you know, Danhausen was at the last show. Was that a, well at a show last month with AIW. And before that, you know, he was a regular for years. And then of course plug for friends of the show, and I tagged the event. I'm like, but Dan Housen will be at Toy Ohio. So it's like, hey. I'll be at Toy Ohio also. You will. You'll be uh, slinging the barbecue. I am up in the air whether I'm actually going to be able to go. Once again, comes down to work. But still, uh, like regardless of like how a lot of people feel about Cardona, that's what I, I genuinely hope happens. I hope there's a lot of people from the Akron area look and go, oh, shit. You know, I can meet Zack Ryder in AIW. Or even if... 
you know, people are more people are getting into AEW and all these other things, and um, even GCW are going like, oh, oh, you know, Matt Cardona is going to be close to me. I need, I need to go. For me, that's what it's it's all about: getting like new people through the door, and then maybe potentially they can become regulars too. But I think one of the biggest issues, and it's just how people are, like for, like a lot of people from the Akron area don't seem to want to go to Cleveland. I mean, I was like that like 15 years ago. Cleveland seemed to always be a hike. And I rarely went. Now I'm like, oh, Cleveland? Okay. I fucking work in Cleveland now. I mean, the the drive is what took me so long to get to AIW, you know, for me to start attending. Because I found out about them in 2011, um, like right after that JT Memorial show. And then I didn't go to my first show until, you know, 2015. So, yeah, I mean, I understand, but that, that drive really isn't that bad. Well, right now it kind of sucks because of all the construction. But generally that drive isn't that bad 100 percent agree uh anything you want to add uh rick no i think this is going to be uh i think this is going to be a good one i'll go ahead and just tell you i think that there is uh pretty much a 100 percent chance that josh bishop wins this match uh by hook or by crook um but at the same time i wouldn't mind seeing matt cardona win the absolute intense title because i just there could be so much to do either way. So it's it's pretty much a win-win for me, you know, depending on which way it goes. So, Brock, you're obviously picking Cardona. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking Cardona to go right down exit 187 because thumbs up for Bishop, baby. <laughs> Still champ. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty much guaranteed that one way or another, Bishop's winning. Now, would I enjoy seeing Matt walk away a double champion in AIW. I, I would. But I don't see Cardona coming back that soon. So for that, it makes more sense for me to pick Bishop winning. And I think this will be a huge moment for him just in general, win or lose. Or whether, you know, you know, he wins, but it's by DQ, whatever. Having this match with this type of star in wrestling, one-on-one in your home area, like... Bishop's already won before the bell rings. So yeah, with with this match, I think if this was at the Odeon, then I would say, you know, Matt Cardona wins just because the reaction from the, the crowd is going to be enjoyable because I could see everybody at the Odeon booing the shit out of Cardona if he beat, if he beat Bishop for the championships. With this being an Akron, while you still have, you know, most of the AIW regulars, you still have a very different crowd that comes to the Akron shows. And those people would actually probably enjoy seeing Cardona beat Bishop. I don't know. Cause you, do, you do have the Bishop brigade coming out in full force. And I think you have a lot of AIW faithful also coming out in full force or as close to it to where Cardona wins. Yeah. You're, you're still going to get people who are excited. Like even when, Cardona beat Gage. There were enough people there that were actually huge fans of Cardona, but I think they'll be outnumbered. But I, I, I just don't see it happening. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just, I don't know. We're Bishop's a triple champion right now in AIW. If he's gonna lose a title anytime soon, it'll be next week, not this week. I mean, I, I definitely agree. I'm just saying, you, you know, I, I think the reaction that. Uh, would happen in Akron for Matt Cardona winning, even with you know the Bishop Brigade there. 
I think it would be a lot different than Cardona winning in uh, in the Odeon. Strictly my opinion, though. And hopefully we don't have to find out. All right, that's uh, pretty much the show. Any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go, Rick? Nope, you need to uh, get out to the show. I think they said that uh, tickets are actually kind of limited at this point. All the premium seating is gone, and at this point you're taking your uh, chances sitting next to somebody smelly in the bleachers. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun. I'm going to be there. Summers, I think you're front row, too. And uh, I will be right up front, and I will be cheering on the doll dork. So, you know, y'all can can chastise me for that. And I'm OK with it. Um, I'm uh, about all I do nowadays is I'm on Twitter, UXWA Rick. And that's pretty much all I got. Uh, all I got the plug. How about you, Brock? Uh, smoking underscore Jay's BBQ on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, smoking Jay's catering on Facebook. Uh, I am trying very, very hard to get this ghost kitchen open so that um, I can start doing carry out delivery. It's just been such a headache and so much stuff that um, I feel like didn't need to be as hard as what it has been. It's just been, uh, it's, it's really been taking a toll on me. Uh, but we're still working really hard to uh, get that thing open. Uh, but I mean, I'm still doing catering events also. So if you are having a party or uh, you're getting married or uh, you're setting up your own live event um, and you need concessions, um, you know, hit me up. Uh, I still do all of that stuff, too. Um, but other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Toy Ohio, October 16th. That's like my next uh, like real big event. But hopefully I'll be able to see everybody on Saturday. Uh, if not, I hope you guys have have fun and enjoy the show. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And all of those links you can find right in the podcast notes in our Linktree link. Also, check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Let the Hate Flow Through You, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Gay Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Marnie and Sarah Love Wrestling, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thirst or Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. 
That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when it's thumbs up for Bishop. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day, in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week. Everybody's favorite wrestler, Eason. Fuck that up. Everybody's favorite wrestler. <laughs> don't laugh. I'm sorry. He's everybody's favorite wrestler. You can't even pronounce his name. No, like I got tongue tied. Even like I said, why. you can't give a straight face while you were saying it. I got, <laughs> I got tongue tied. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Because if you notice, like, even when I said wrestler, like, I was like, wrestler, and I'm like, fuck.